ho, 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 beloved listeners, Felica Wanakten, Feliz Navidad, season's greetings to you all, and welcome back to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. Put down that last slice of turkey, save some room for dessert, pour yourself a glass of eggnog, and sink into that cozy armchair by the fire, as today we will be serving up the top five Christmas cookies. I'll be playing the role of Santa today, and I'll be judging what our two contestants leave for me by their stockings. And today's contestants are Mitch Brinkman and Mitch Conti. That's right. Today, we will answer that age-old question, which Mitch makes which Mitch his bitch? Mitch Brinkman, <laughs> hello. How are you? Uh, uh, good morning. Hello. And uh, uh, good uh, g- good holiday to you. Um uh, let's see how this cookie crumbles. Thank you, uh, Bruce Almighty, for that line. <laughs> All right, and Mitch Conti, welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing well, and I'm a fan, so I'm happy to be here. Happy to be happy to be here for all the for all the folks listening at home. excellent all right well if this is your first time in the uber cinco den or if you're just getting back home to us for the holidays let's wake you out of your long winter's nap with a quick rundown of the rules each player in the den has spent time with today's topic arranging their top five answers in order of importance those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Uber You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule. I challenge both of my guests to pair each cookie selection with a Christmas song to listen to while chewing on it. If I feel their musical selection enhances the cookie eating experience, it might just might influence the amount of points awarded. And don't forget to stick around to the end where I, Nathan Henenfent, will rattle off my fast five, the definitive list of the top five last minute gifts for your wife. And also, <laughs> don't don't forget, if you have a topic or fast five you'd like us to cover, head over to at bizbear.biz to mail your letter to Santa. If you've been good this year, we may even list out your topic on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mitch Conti, you scored the most direct hits in the pre-show snowball fight, so you can go first. Let's hear your number five. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, and these are my top five Christmas cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, if in my stocking I'm coming down the stairs and right there at the top of that, the top of that stock is just Ooh. a sleeve of mm. some original Chip Ahoy. Oh, that crunch, that blue packaging, that artificial chocolate chip. great dance everyone that's incredible oh oh my gosh so already we're we're 2.3 seconds into the show we have an uber stare down mitch conti you've got the chips ahoy mitch bringman just briefly announce your your number one i believe sure yes so we see what the head-to-head matchup is my number one is a deluxe chocolate chip cookie so aka chocolate chunk with a little walnut so um very similar please go ahead though <laughs> okay we got two very different types of chocolate chip cookie <laughs> mitch conti the ball is in your court convince me why yours is the more christmasy endeavor here's the thing <laughs> homemade chocolate chip cookies are great you know and and uh, and and the the chunks, the walnuts. I mean, if you've got a nut allergy, though, how can you how can you smell that? You know, you can only smell cookies from a Chippewa. <laughs> you can smell the fact that there's no nuts in that thing, and probably nothing real at all. And that's what I want, right? In terms of a Chippewa, it's the crinkling, the fact that you can't eat it silent. It's the dust of the of the cookie that you get at the top of your chest, right? When you crack it in your mouth, that chip ahoy leaves that cookie dust. It's not crumbs, 
it's a different, right? Because it's it's a chip ahoy dust. And that's I think different from other chocolate chips that are out there in the market, right? This is mm-hmm. not only was it my my father's favorite cookie, but it, you know, I think there's a bit of nostalgia to a chip ahoy, right? When you 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 get a friend, you know, give you a call on the phone and they say, <laughs> Hey, how you doing, old pal? How about you come on over for a little milk and chip ahoy? And that <laughs> that to me. <laughs> It's one of those moments in my life where I'm like, this is a true friend reaching out, offering me an olive branch, especially if you, you know, haven't talked to them in a long time. You're looking to not skip a beat. That's a chip ahoy, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it, there is a, an ease and familiarity to a chip ahoy. Like there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's something magical about it. And that, that's why it's top five. You know, it's not, it's not the best cookie, but it's the best cookie for when you really need a cookie. And, and we're going, this is the original, not the, not the chewy version. The original. No, 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 right? no, no. Yeah. The chewy is, it's too close to the elves and it's too close to the, <laughs> you know, everything else. It's out. I, I don't need a grandma soft. I'm looking for that snap. You know, I'm looking for a little, and I know that there's other cookies out there that are thinner, you know, and you know, might have more real things in them, but it's, mm-hmm. Again, I, I go back to the Chippehoy dust, that visible, you know, you can see that snap. So it has to be the snapping a rich OG Chippehoy. This this does hearken me back to a time in my youth where I would be sitting on the couch between 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. watching three episodes of The Simpsons back to back and eat an entire package of the Chips Ahoy, uh, either, <laughs> either the Chewy or the original, whichever my mom had. And that was... I don't know what it is when you're 10 and your metabolism and your stomach, you can, you can just do Handle anything them. to it. Cause mm-hmm. if I, and I love the, the, this particular Chippehoy cookie, but if I ate three right now, I would want to be sick, but I used to be able to eat the entire box. No problem. In terms of, you know, if you ever reach your hand into a the cookie jar, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, plenty of great cookies that you can find in there, you know, but, they don't come close to the OG wow. Chip Ahoy. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, after that impassioned plea for uh, the original Chip brought Ahoy. A prop, brought a prop for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, all right. Well, well Mitch, you, you chose a chocolate chip cookie as your very number one. So we're going to cut to the quick here. Mm-hmm. You got to bring out the big guns and you have to top Mitch's very uh campaign like speech about the the chips ahoy cookies so please mitch brinkman take it away sure i am so glad you use the term big guns because that's exactly how i want (laughs) to think about my number one cookie and again this is a deluxe chocolate chip cookie this has got giant chocolate chunks this has got walnuts in there and these cookies they are not right unless they are bigger than your palm when they're done baking these are big freaking suckers because the bigger the hunkier the steamier a scrounge sesh will be with these bad boys and whoever told you size doesn't matter when it comes to your uh uh your 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 cookies uh your 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 tiny little chips ahoy um well i'm sorry they were letting you down easy because there there needs to be size with these cookies the bigger the better to provide enough volume to provide enough breathing room for the walnuts and the chocolate chunks to coexist but not be crowded uh, because like a crunchy chip ahoy or chips ahoy, you were mixing these up. I never knew if you were offering or your friends offering you one at a time or multiple. <laughs> I hope you're not going over to a friend's house for one cookie and a little slurp of milk. Uh, that's a lot of time. And when you have that too much crunch and too much eh, 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 in, in one little space in your cookie, that's that's not that's not pleasing to your mouth. And also, my cookies, the deluxe chocolate chip with walnuts and chocolate chunks, it's going to be salted. And you're going to see that flaky salt on top. It's going to contrast with the brown of the chocolate. And do not bring me some weak-ass Toll House or Hershey chocolate. I want Giardelli. I want uh, Guitard, something like that. And I learned, actually, Toll House, the original ch- chocolate chip cookies, invented in 1938 at the Toll House Inn in some town, Massachusetts, and they got popular because 
troops overseas would be sent to them and then they would hand them out to their buddies who were uh, you know also killing nazis and then they'd be like hey family i just had these great toll house cookies send me some chocolate chip cookies so i thought that was pretty cool uh and mitch i'm i'm worried about you i don't know how often you're calling your, your dealer snap for some of that dust but slow down pal <laughs> slow down <laughs> I could inhale that. (laughs) It's like smoking a cigarette when you like crack the cookie in half and you're like, that's the smell of a chip ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) And also I want to say with this, with my cookie, along with you, you you mentioned the, the, the Christmas song. This is with this cookie, you are singing the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. But also with each cookie today, I've also recommending the perfect beverage pairing. And with this deluxe chocolate chip cookie, you must have one glass of all American whole milk straight from the sloshing dairy bucket of America, which is Wisconsin or Minnesota. Nothing else will do. That's it for my number one. And I will take the three points now. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'm torn here, gentlemen, Uh, because as as listeners know, whenever I host, playing to the host, really, I, I'm easily swayed by by bribery, both emotional and financial. And uh, I've eaten more Chips Ahoy cookies than any other cookie in my life. Wow, I have. It's so I think I think that but I'm going to have to. But, I'm but Nathan, have to, Nathan, Nathan, I will bake you chocolate chunk walnut cookies with those big flakes of salt on top. That that'll be a thing nathan just know that if he bakes you that chocolate chip cookie it is not going to come anywhere close to the consistent flavor (laughs) right of a chip ahoy every single one of those cookies is going to taste exactly like the last chip ahoy you tasted nathan Nathan, if you keep listening to 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 snap conti over here you're gonna fall into that dust hole again (laughs) it's gonna take it's gonna take a tanker full of milk to get you out of that out of that rock bottom again so just stay with me buddy i haven't i have an image in my mind and it's of of mitch conti uh, christmas eve at about age 15 (laughs) and his mother has made him a, a spread of all kinds of cookies and uh Santa has already arrived, but he's he's sneaking down for a, a little midnight stack, maybe going to raid the liquor cabinet. I don't know. But he sees all of the cookies his mom has made him that are just sitting out there. You know, they, they were, came out of the oven at 7.30 p.m. They're still just delightfully uh, the right texture, the right flavor. And he walks right past them and goes to the cupboard and grabs a half-eaten <laughs> box of the Chips Ahoy. And for that image, I got to give him the three points. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. I think the only thing that was inaccurate of that was that there would be a half-eaten box of Chip Ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) My mom, she had a bakery while I was in high school, too. So there was a bunch of fucking cookies all the time. Oh, God. Uh, wow. Did you did, did you go to college and lose like 40 pounds? I did lose a lot of weight when I went to mm-hmm. college. That is for yeah. sure. Um, Sweet. But yeah. Okay. Well, so that was. <laughs> I mean, cookies are my favorite five. food. So like, <laughs> I'm definitely like, let's not, not, not a lot of weight, you know, Clearly, I'm still eating a lot of cookies, but. Well, Mitch Brinkman, we need to hear your number five. Yes, yes, of course. My number five um, is another store-bought variety, and these are um, those white shortbread cookies. And I call them grandma white cookies because my grandma makes a similar cookie as well. And she's white, so it all makes sense. And her cookies are white. (laughs) Um, But uh, these are the cheap kind from the grocery store. Uh, They're soft. They're inoffensive. And they are a great vehicle for the pure sugar frosting that that they come with. Um, it's all about that slight creamy butter flavor, maybe just a faint whisper of vanilla. There's not too much flavor in the cookie, though. And I love these after they've sat out for an hour or so. Um, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about, uh, the, these cookies you can get at the grocery store. Um, if you go to a potluck, a big potluck party, 
there's a great chance there's going to be a box because they're cheap and someone's going to pick them up when they're at the grocery store. Um, but when they sit out for like an hour or two, they get just a little, little bit stale and the, and the frosting gets just a little extra bite or crack to it while the inside is still like crumble a second soft, you know, um, very, very delicious still. And that staleness acts as just like a small, uh, levy. Um, and like most levies, it doesn't work forever, uh, to the coffee or milk that I, I dip these in and those small couple seconds of relief from that stillness, uh, allows this cookie not to just completely fall apart in my cup too quickly. Uh, and also I love them because they're made for any and all holidays. Um, they're always there. Um, they, they, they come in on top of the morning, you know, St. Patty's Day variety. Uh, <laughs> his holiness has returned. We believe pastel Easter palette. God bless America, stars and stripes. It's a Monday, sad yellow for all the times in between. Spooky ghouls and ghosts orange for Halloween. And then pounds of sprinkles on top of red, white, green uh, for Christmas. And I don't think there, I mean, debate me if you want, but I don't think there's been another cookie in the history of cookies with a higher uh, DETO rating or D-E-T-O um, rating than this cookie, which is didn't eat thro- throughout. Uh <laughs> And I don't care. It's still a delicious cookie, um, and I, I'm, I'm I'm pairing this with a Folgers breakfast blend at any temperature. It can be a day old. That's fine. This cookie does not deserve anything nicer than that. You could even maybe do it with a glass of water because um, they're not the best, but they're just there's that there's if you haven't had them in a while, there's they're just so comforting. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm listening to something real schmarmy when I'm eating these. Uh, probably Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, that's my number five. All right. Well, you, you you disparaged your own choice several times throughout that uh, defense. So I can't. It's called give humility. You it's called humility. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I'm, self-awareness. I, I, I was only going to give you one point, but then you use the beautiful metaphor of the levy and the, the sort of the, the architectural and engineering uh, wonder of this. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you, you two points for your number five. Thank you very much. So, so that we'll move on to Mitch Conti, and I would like to hear your number four cookie, please. Um, my number four is, you know, I, I'm all about consistency, right? And if we're talking about Dunkin', a cookie, right? In terms of a, a, a little butter cookie or whatever that you're trying to tell me here, it's just, you know, I don't need, <laughs> I need a little bit more length, all right? And that's why my number four <laughs> I've heard that said about you many times. <laughs> Common knowledge, you know? If, if, if they say your cookie's large enough, it, it's never true. Sorry. Um, it is the Pepperidge Farm Milano. Oh. Okay. And yeah. I, now, here is a classic dunking cookie. And people, you know, I mean, this is, there's, there's a bit of class to a Milano, there's there's a bit of, uh, you know, specialty to a Pepperidge Farm brand. You've got that white papery bag and then each cookie is set and laid in its own little paper basket and they're stacked twice, you know? And to me, there's a, it's almost like a religious event, you know? It's a lot of pomp and circumstance when it comes to eating a Milano cookie, you know? And, <laughs> and you, you know, you, you're never, you, with that brand in particular, you're not gonna, as opposed to a Chip Ahoy, you're not gonna eat six or seven of those, right? And, and by the way, that is one sitting <laughs> survey. <laughs> six or seven Chip Ahoys. But in terms of a Milano, you might have one or two. And I, I would say. Well, it, it's more like the Eucharist. It's a religious event. <laughs> exactly. Right. You are receiving that Milano. Right. And I think what's also special, too, is is the type of chocolate that they're using is a thin layer of dark chocolate. And I think that's what sets it apart from others is that there's, you know, it's just a thin layer. It's a crack to that chocolate as well. And I'm all about the snap, clearly, you know, but in mm-hmm. terms of the dunkability of the Milano, there is, in terms of a hot cup of coffee with maybe a little bit of cream, maybe, you know, if it's Christmas, right, maybe you're putting in a little peppermint stick, right? And that, and calling old St. Nick. And I think that is a, a, a really 
special occasion, right? It's not an everyday cookie, but if you're trying to feel a little above, you know, a little above your pay grade, then maybe a, a Pepperidge <laughs> Farm Milano is, is certainly what you need. I, I think that's also too, you got to think about Pepperidge Farm, right? They, they've got lines outside their stores. I, I mean, they, they've been around a long time too. You're talking about World War II Toll House cookies. Pepperidge Farm, been around since 1937. All right, man. Like this is, it's, it, this is a. We said, we said Toll House was what, 1938, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh. Well, num- numbers don't lie. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now, do you know who they are a subsidiary of? Pepperidge Farm? Yeah. Uh, please I'm, lay it on me. Nestle. Campbell's Soup, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boom. Feed Drop the mic, walk away. <laughs> the most famed of cookie companies. <laughs> I would honestly eat a uh, cream of cream of chicken cookie right now. I would well, eat that and I would enjoy it. I think that's what, what I was also going to get to is if we're dunking this cookie. Yeah, oh. which soup are you dunking it in? <laughs> <laughs> a hearty tomato, baby. A hearty <laughs> tomato soup. <laughs> oh Lord. And, um. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, okay. And if, and if that's the case too, I'm also gonna be singing. Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> it's the best time of the year. <laughs> Say hello to Milano. The, the Milanos and the, the Bordeaux's. <laughs> I, I'll say I, a shout out to the Bordeaux Pepperidge Farm, which if, if you're looking for a classic butter cookie, uh, <laughs> don't look any further than an, a classic Pepperidge Farm Bordeaux. <laughs> wow, oh, man. How much money did Pepperidge Farm pay you before today's appearance? <laughs> Every single one of my cookies is sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to send us free cookies just as a thank you, please don't don't be shy to any uh, executives from these companies who are listening. And I know there's several. I'll send uh, out the podcast recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, okay, Mitch, uh, please respond in kind with your number four. Sure. Um, I'm glad you said the word Milano because that kind of sounds like Italian or something, doesn't it? And this next cookie I have here is an Italian cookie, and that is the Pizzelle, which is uh, a classic. Perhaps some some say the oldest cookie in the world. So you're talking about history here. I got them right in the Pizzelles, baby. Uh, the, the the classic preparation of this is a slight anise flavor. And there's just maybe a little vanilla hiding in, hiding in there as well. But uh, after you make the batter, of course, you make them into Pizzelle iron, sort of like a little waffle almost. But there's a beautiful structure to them, pleasing to the eye. There could be snowflakes in the very beginning. They were religious themes, crosses, that kind of thing. Um, back in the day when they originated uh, in Italy. And these are incredible with coffee. I mean, these stand up to coffee. They are meant for coffee. Uh, These were created by the Italians who also, of course, created coffee. And I first had these uh, in full glory at a friend of mine's, uh, Natalie Moretti, shout out to you, uh, and her fellow Steve Hunt at their wedding here in Chicago. She's from Pittsburgh and it is Mitch Conti, if you've never been to a Pittsburgh wedding, you got to go because the one thing you have to have at a Pittsburgh wedding is a table of cookies. They literally had 30 different types of cookies on this table, and it is a Pittsburgh tradition. It is incredible. And every they make wedding? so many. Every, if, it's a, if it's a Pittsburgh wedding, they have a cookie table. And they make so much because there's also cake. You take cookies home as well. That's part of it. Like, Aunts walk around with plastic containers being like, here's a container, fill it up, take it home. It's amazing. And there I had the Pizzelles, delightful, light. And that's why I'm pairing this with an espresso. Um, So you can have three or four. You're not filled up. You can have an espresso, get right on on the dance floor and shake your tush. Um, And with that, it's a, it's a nice little respite. It's a, it's a, um, it's it's a meditative uh, process with these cookies, in my opinion. And that's why I'm I'm going a silent night with here. You know, something calm, peaceful, centering. Um, I'm I'm recharging with a Pizzelle. I'm appreciating the structure, the beauty, uh, and that's why I lay my number four so serenely and beautifully at your feet. Thank you very much. 
Thank you. Thank you. All right. I, I, I have a few thoughts on both of these as I score them. I'm going to score Mitch Brinkman's first. So we'll, uh, we'll start with the fact that you, you know me well and you know you have to play to the host. Yeah. And you know how I feel about coffee. So that was, that's going to deduct some from you. But on the oh, other hand. Nathan, Nathan. I'm, on the I'm other so hand, sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I forgot to mention. These are the centerpiece of an incredible festival in Italy. Um, it's called the Festival of Snakes. And uh, there was a village Not over. Not your case. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just mention um, knives next. Yeah. There, was a, there was a there was a a, a, a a Benedictine monk that traveled with a burlap sack of very sharp knives, and he cleared the fields <laughs> of the locust serpents. And so every year, uh, this this attracts knife and snake lovers from all over the world to this little town it's an incredible little tradition so there you go oh oh dear well now i'm i'm really tempted now to just give you the the minimum <laughs> one point but but you did you did remind me of uh the most fun i've ever had at a wedding which was uh when a guy named tony married a woman named tina tony played by mitch conti <laughs> back in 2016 Mitch Conti himself was Tony at Tony and Tina's wedding. And I would like to tell my favorite story of that evening, which was a brilliant evening. We had a lot of fun. It was around, it was just about this time of year. It was Christmas time. Uh, myself, Mitch Brinkman and Brian are uh, other regular panelists here on Uber Cinco. We went and we surprised Mitch Conti at the, the great, brilliant improvised wedding show. If you've never seen it, if it comes to your town, go see it. And uh, so Mitch Conti, the, the hero that he is stayed in character the whole time, but he invited us over to the bar and uh, the, the cast are not supposed to drink while we're while the, the show is going on. But we are we were very much encouraged to drink as the guests. So some shots of vodka are lined up and I hate vodka. I, I never do shots of vodka. But I was, you know, spirit of the season. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I took the we all got the shot. We took the shot of vodka and I thought, wow, I am a champion. That was the easiest shot of vodka I've ever taken. <laughs> and then I look over at Mitch Conti and his groomsmen and they're all just like, look like they're about to, <laughs> like their insides are on fire. And I realized they were not expecting this, but the bartender had screwed up and he had given me, Mitch and Brian <laughs> shots of water <laughs> and Mitch Conti and his castmates shots of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> when you are not expecting <laughs> to shoot vodka... And also, like, how cheap is that production to only pour vodka? Because, <laughs> like, that is – but it's also the easiest thing to, you know, convince people that you're drinking also. Right. Uh, yeah. So it makes sense. But also, too, it, it is, like, fire shooting things. I just hate shooting things. Guns, alcohol, whatever it might be. <laughs> But, but, you know, you've been shooting that dust uh, a lot lately. You got to be careful. <laughs> I, I, while, while I'm on the uh, on the call with you guys, I do want to sure. say that was such a surprise. You guys, you guys showing up to that show. It's, it's, uh, I just appreciated you guys so much. And I, I love being your friend and I'm happy to be here on the Talking Cookies. So, wow. thanks for that. Well, it was, it, it's, it's one of my, my favorite uh, holiday and wedding memories. And so for reminding me of that story, Mitch, you saved yourself and you're getting two <laughs> points. And then uh, Mitch, Mitch Conti, uh, I got to be I got to be tough on you because you, you said that the Milano is, is like a religious event. And this is like when you are when you're reaching above your 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 station in life. This is what you go for. And I just, I want you to, I want you to reach a little higher. I want you to look deep within yourself and do a little better. So I'm going to give you some tough love here and I'm only giving you one point. That's okay. I expected it. That was, <laughs> that is, that is a, a stab to the heart, but you know what? I, I respect it. I'll do better. All right. Well, you, you have an immediate chance to redeem yourself. Please give me your number three. Number three is none other than the best selling. Girl Scout cookie in the world, and that is the Thin Mint. The Thin Mint at number three. And this is a powerful cookie. Between January and April of every year, 100 million Girl Scouts sell 200 million Thin Mint cookies. That is providing experiences for every single pain for the trips and the teachings that all of these Girl Scouts across all of America get to learn. And that's all done 
through cookies, right? No, I, I, I just ran the numbers and that's like two cookies per Girl Scout. <laughs> so that means that means that the girls who are selling like 20 boxes are evened out by like several hundred girls who are selling none uh, of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good takeaway here. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at any sales team, right, you're always going to have your all-star sales reps and then you're going to have everyone else. <laughs> I think, you know, for a girl who might be like nine years old, it might be hard to have like a book of business <laughs> past your parents. So. I understand that um, the, the the rich the, the the parents with the rich friends and then the that Girl Scout is awarded always. for being oh you're so wonderful. Which is I want to I want to just tell a very brief story that I learned yesterday that's slightly related is my sister has a five year old who is in virtual kindergarten due to the pandemic and one of her students the parents these idiots I think <laughs> you guys are going to have a take on this she lost her first tooth and so for this little girl. The tooth fairy left her $20 and then she told everybody else. And so, of course, my my dear niece, Emily, got wind of this. And uh, my sister is like, God, now, like, what am I supposed to do? And like, you know, God forbid parents who are are struggling financially, 20 bucks is, you know, whatever. Huge. And so my 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 niece uh, responded, well, my teeth are worth twenty one (laughs) dollars. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Conti, I apologize for interrupting. Please continue with your uh, thin mints. There's no other mint cookie that is as delicate and delectable. And also, I think it is my preferred cookie to put in the freezer. And I think there's a different Ooh. experience to having a cold cookie. I mean, other cookies that you put in the freezer, they don't have, they don't freeze the same way and they might be too hard or they might be, you know, they might actually like freeze all the way through, but there's something about the light wafer and the thin chocolate coating to a thin mint where it freezes just right. You could put the whole sleeve in the freezer door and you pull one out and it's just like, oh man, you get home or you're staying at home for eight hours and you're like, I need a treat, man. I need to just like treat myself. This is, this is one of those like secret freezer treats that you keep from everybody else, right? They're not the same as the cookies in the pantry that might be available to the whole household. These are your like secret freezer cookies. And that's the thing, <laughs> right? And now in terms of a quick pairing with that, that is a hot cup of hot cocoa, you know? And I think that contrast from the, I mean, it is one of the original elements here is, you know, hot and cold, the contrast, the, what it does to your palate. And I think too, it's, even if you just set it over the mug, just a little bit, just to warm it up just a little. Now that's the secret, right? Don't pop it right in your mouth right away. Right. It's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let it l- let it warm up a little bit yeah just a, yeah. Just a, just a touch and i think yep. that is really gonna oh my gosh i didn't know he was in here uh really treat <laughs> really treat you to a, a special you know a special cookie experience and that's yeah. the thin mint you know I'm, well, that, that I, I'm was curious a, what what created this uh, this secretive cookie hiding behavior. Did you other people in your house would they steal your cookies if you didn't uh, well, clandestinely? I come, I come push from a family away? of five old, uh, four older brothers and a oh. younger sister. Um, and my parents also love cookies too. You know, sure. Yeah. So I think it, you know, in my head, even though I'm now 20 years you know, or 10, 15 years removed from living in the house with all of my family members, I still think people are going to eat all of my cookies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also Aww. love cookies too. So, you know, Aww. it's just, uh, it's just, you know, you got to have your secret hiding cooking spots, you know? And yeah. Did you, ever, did you ever sneak down on Christmas Eve to eat the, the cookies for Santa and then one of your siblings beat you there and were already stealing the cookies? I was going to say, man, who, who, who had time to leave the cookies up for Santa? 
there are mouths to feed in the county household, man. Like, you think we got room for another guy? There's other houses that can feed Santa. I need cookie for me, man. It's he gets half a glass of milk is what he gets when he comes to county house. And that's us being nice. Oh, poor, poor Santa. Uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, that was that was a very unique take on a classic. So thank you for that, Mitch Conti. Mitch Brinkman, you must you must come back at him with your number three. My number three is it's classy. It's classic. It's comforting. It's ooey. It's gooey. It's crunchy. It's simple, and it's pretty near perfect. And that is the chocolate crinkle cookie. And it's alliteration. I mean, come on, that's even better. Uh, <laughs> are you guys familiar with the chocolate crinkle cookie? I am not. Please enlighten oh, me. Oh, Nathan, buddy, you need to discover it this holiday season. So you start with it's It's a denser dough. It cooks almost like a brownie. But what you do before you put it in the oven is you dust it with powdered sugar. So when it cooks, it cracks. It's like a cracked uh, if you and j- then, just one one quick question, if you don't have powdered sugar on hand, can you use the uh, sprinkles from the bottom of the Chips Ahoy bag? Uh, you can. You absolutely <laughs> can. For all, yeah, for all you guys struggling out there, uh, one day at a time. Um, <laughs> but so the so this is this is a, a wonderful cookie because the outside is crunchy, the inside is gooey. Uh, right out of the oven, they're incredible. Um, they they look beautiful because you make it with like a very dark chocolate, and then it's dusted with that powdered sugar. And some people, when they bake these, they complain of the powdered sugar melting off. So a great trick is once you've made your balls, you roll those puppies in granulated sugar and then the powdered sugar. And I don't know how it works, but science does it, and science keeps the powdered sugar not melting off too much, and you maintain that beautiful white dusting um, on top of the cookie. And these are it's it, it, it's like basically like a better a better version of a brownie bite, but it's like in a cookie form. They're incredible. And uh, the, 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 the deep uh, chocolate flavor will pair perfectly in this instance with one of my favorite coffee drinks, and that is a Cafe Olay, uh, which is half coffee, half steamed milk. Uh, so you get the creaminess, you get a, a little of the caffeine, which of course, you know, coffee blends perfectly with chocolate. It's very, very nice. Um, this is one of my favorite holiday cookies, and I like it too because um, there's something so – Oh gosh, what, what, what's the word? I'm going to say it. There's something so sexual about the mouthfeel with it that <laughs> I don't feel like I need to overindulge. It just, it, it makes my mouth so happy. And um, that's the chocolate crinkle cookie. That's my number three. So um, simple, Beautiful. straightforward, Beautiful. Yeah. And, and undeniably sexy. Oh, mm. well. Uh, all right, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna award you your points, uh, Mitch Brinkman. Uh, so you. you are you are my personal culinary uh, go-to guy, yes. and I've never had this cookie. You described it beautifully, the intricacies of how it's made, as you always do. Mm-hmm. So that was beautiful. And then you, you seal the three points by using the phrase something, and I wrote this down: something sexual about the mouthfeel. <laughs> So <laughs> I can't, I can't not give you three points. So you're getting the three points. And then uh, Mitch Conti on the, the Thin Mints, not the most Christmassy, but you, you gave us a, an entirely new take on a classic. And you've used your imagination to, to come up with new ways to enjoy an original. So, so I'm going to give you two points. Also, can it. I just say with the, like, the Girl Scouts just dominating cookies in this country, I love it that like if you're a Girl Scout, I feel like you learn actual real skills. Like you can apply. Like once you're done, like like why is it that every Boy Scout who's an Eagle Scout, I feel like it's they're like they're just there's you know you ask them you're like did you were you in Scouts like I was an Eagle Scout and you're like oh, oh yeah then, okay. yeah makes sense that's that's why I think the uh, difference between that is it, the Girl Scouts they run this like a business you yeah. know and I think they teach those business practices. To where you have to be sort of a better self-starter than with the Boy yeah. Scouts where it's a bit more of a collective, right? Let's put our minds together and let's fit up, fit, figure out how to to whittle that wood block, you know? Yeah. And like that, yeah. let's <laughs> carve some soap, I yep. think is all I remember uh, doing in Boy Scouts. <laughs> carving soap, that's going to be real important in the 21st century. 
Do you know that the Girl Scouts of America headquarters is in Chicago, Illinois, and they actually sell Thin Mint cookies all year long? What? Where is that? I know this because it is across the street from Chase Tower, where I used to be a security guard, and oh. I would eat a lot. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, my God. Thank you for that information. That's, that is an amazing fact. There you go. I, am, I wish I had known that years ago. What, what, what time frame was this when you were a security guard at, at Chase Tower? It was, my, it was back when I was temping uh, my, my first job in the city before even working. Yeah, it, w- it was like 20, 2013, 2014. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. That's wild. Was this, was this an overnight situation? I was, uh, it was morning. I would chill in the morning and I would take people's badges and scan them at the door. Hmm. Yeah. Best job nice. ever or just easiest job ever? Easiest job ever. Yeah, sure. Paid. Did you, did you ever uh, have the, 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 the cast of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me come through? Because I believe that's recorded in the basement of that building. Am I wrong? I may be wrong. No, it is recorded at uh, Chase Bank Auditorium. And it was always a blast on Thursdays because they record them on Thursdays. And uh, you'd be able to kind of like go to the lobby and chill. And yeah, mm-hmm. cool. that is one of my favorite favorite uh podcasts to listen to shout out to wait wait don't tell me nice well yeah if you're watching of course after top five right well i I was gonna say anybody on wait wait don't tell me i know you know ratings may be flagging if you want (laughs) to cherry pick any uber cinco panelists we are we will stoop to that level and appear on the show (laughs) if you need us just putting it out there love it all right, I, I think I think we're ready to move on to round two does that does that check out does the math work yeah all right uh mitch conti number two please uh, my number two is none other than a Nutter Butter. You know? Oh. I classic. am a peanut butter fiend. I love me some peanut butter. Say your sight is impaired, you know? Say, say you don't have the, the working ability of your eyes for a moment. Maybe it's morning, bleary-eyed. Maybe, maybe you just don't, you know, have the opportunity. But you can, you can smell that Nutter Butter, right? Maybe somebody hands it to you for your first time and you put it in your hands and you can feel the texture of that cookie. And it's, there's a, a grid like pattern and there's a perfect shape. And you realize, oh my God, it's like I'm holding a peanut in my hand. It's, this is, it is so like what you originally were looking to get, which is, of course, peanut butter, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you think then too, uh, if I like peanut butter, how can I make my peanut butter experience better? And that's to make it into a cookie, you know? Yeah. I think also, too, it is the best-selling peanut butter cookie in the world. Uh, you know, I think that's just a, a show that this is a champion of cookies. Everyone knows the Nutter Butter name. I mean, it... Nutter butter by Nabisco. What's what's there not to like? You know? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I think when I'm pairing this, right, I, I'm I'm throwing liquid out, right? I, I don't want liquid with a nutter butter experience. I want to up and enhance my peanut butter experience. So I'm scooping into a jar of Jif, right? And I'm spinning it round. <laughs> I'm getting it a little loosey goosey on that peanut butter. And like a bagel, I'm buttering that cookie up, you know? <laughs> and then the real secret, you know, I like my textures. Put it in the fridge for about five minutes with the peanut butter on top. Just that cold little snap and that extra little peanut butter. Ooh, there's nothing like it. Now that's wow. a pairing, all right? You want to talk wow. about mouthfeel. You want to talk about how your palate is going to be affected. I mean, it's going to tingle all the taste buds. You get sweet, you get salty, you get, I mean, there is a creaminess to this butter that comes in. Like that, that cream layer is thin enough to, to be perfect on its own, but a little added pairing of more peanut butter, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pairing of peanut butter and <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh, oh, I, man. Oh, man. 
I, I never thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah, the peanut butter and the peanut butter are That's, incredible. I, I'm, I am. Mitch Conti, you've you've shown us a lot about yourself, and I'm beginning to to worry about this this cookie thing. This is like when uh, <laughs> my my alcohol alcoholic neighbor across the hallway told me he was uh, making a cocktail, a whiskey cocktail. I asked what he was mixing it with it, and he said gin, and <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's but uh, fortunately for you, I I happen to feel the same way about peanut butter, so. That may may play a role in the scoring. There's something about just like a spoonful of peanut butter where oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm hungry, but it's too it's too early to have like a bigger snack, and it's too or I mean, I'm sorry, it's too late to have a bigger snack, and it's too early to make dinner. You know, like a spoonful of peanut butter just is just the thing to like set you right for a little while. A hundred percent. I I'm playing a uh, survival game where you can find some stale peanut butter around in the cabins. <laughs> it keeps forever. It keeps you alive, you know? It does. Yeah. Have, have either of you ever had the peanut butter and pickle sandwich? The Elvis favorite, right? Oh, yeah. He did He did peanut butter and I think banana. Oh, you're right. I. Yeah. But peanut butter and pickle, I know it sounds terrible, but uh, but please do yourself a favor and go for it. It's good. You got to like shingle the pickles, you know? It's like... Give them a cut, shingle them across the bread. I, I, I'm a, I'm a person who puts a pickle on every plate. You know, like that's a pickle is going on my breakfast. A pickle is going on my sandwich at lunch. Pickle's gonna go. You know, that's a pickle on every plate. If I ever had a diner, that would be the name of it. Pickle on every plate. A pickle on every plate. On every plate. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would eat there. I yeah. mean, that's that's what it's gonna come down to. And uh, you know, Nathan, that's a great pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also suggest throwing uh, throwing some some uh, potato chips on that uh, peanut butter Ooh. and pickle sandwich too. It's very oh, good. Yeah. And you know so. what? Actually, I think instead of using bread, you can use nutter butters. You know, and that would be <laughs> <laughs> be an awesome sandwich. <laughs> I I also recently this is this is a slight aside, but it does does relate to Christmas. If you want to make some incredible Christmas pickles, you get a jar of dill spears, a packet of Kool Aid preferably cherry or strawberry, you dump out the brine, put the, the Kool-Aid in there with an, some extra sugar, mix it up, pour it back in the pickle jar, close it up, shake it, and wait. I tried them after like a day or two. They weren't that good. But like four to five days later, you have a great, sweet, and like dilly pickle. Which, um, like cherry Kool-Aid? Yeah, with cherry Kool-Aid. And, and it, it stains the pickle like a deep red all the way through. So like it, they look insane. And but but they're but they're like they're kind of like a sweet and sweet and salty kind of sweet and vinegary kind of fun. Did you thing, come so. up with this idea on your own? Uh, I, I I did not. I was uh, when we did top five regional foods. I was I came across it. Uh, it's like a Delta recipe they do down somewhere in Louisiana or Mississippi or something like that. So um, yeah, <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Can yeah, you imagine but, yeah. drinking that Kool Aid after it's? Sad in the pickles for oh I've I've tried it it's it's, <laughs> it's intense it's uh it's not a sexual mouthfeel I'll say that so. oh, oh my man. lord too funny oh, okay well yeah. well that 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 certainly uh took us took us around the corner uh yeah. whoa uh, uh well Mitch uh yeah. Mitch Brinkman yeah I need your number two yeah uh and actually these this number two um is actually going to be kind of kind of another sexual one you guys i'm sorry um hold on this is the this is the italian peach cookie um aka what i like to call them peach bottom booty cookies because when you put these together it looks like a delicious little uh orange butt you're about to eat um and these are they're filled with peach jam uh of what i've had or you can do like cream you can kind of do whatever fillings you uh prefer in your in your tasty little peaches the only downside is they're very labor intensive to make. So again, I had these at the famous Pittsburgh cookie table wedding. So if you can have them at a wedding, uh, but they are uh, essentially you, you 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 cook the balls, you cut them apart, you hollow them out, fill them with your flavorings, put them back together, and then you dip them um, in a liqueur, uh, which is a alsherms or alshermas. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. Uh, correctly but um after you dip them in that then you roll them in sugar and uh and then you have like a little um mint leaf you kind of pluck on top 
or put on top and it looks like you know like a peach uh they're, they're very beautiful cookies mm. and and this liqueur is great it's like bright red it's kind of it's like sweet and syrupy um it's kind of like a, a, a little bit of a floral aroma kind of going on uh it's also from italy um which is where you know these these cookies originated um and if you can't get um uh, all sherms or all or however you say it, you know, you could do just like a peach liqueur, I'm sure it would taste good or Campari or something. Um, but these are beautiful, beautiful cookies. And um, they're really like, it, it's that thing where you making food look like another food kind of thing, which I like a lot, uh, uh, can be very fun. And if you can do it in a small package, like a cookie, I think it's mm. only the more impressive. Uh, and with the sugar on the outside, it's kind of glittery. And of course, these are often, you know, a, a, a festive or special celebration cookie. And so I say you have to have these with champagne. I mean, these are perfect oh, little man. partners to champagne. Oh. Um, maybe maybe one or two. Uh, you don't need more than that. Um, in my research, I, the ones I had were not uh, syrupy at all, but some you can you can prepare in a syrupy fashion, which I would think you might want to fork for those. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, a nice glass of champagne. Nothing too sweet, of course. You want a brute, uh, maybe an extra dry if, if you – do like something a little sweeter uh, and that that's a perfect that's a perfect uh component with this one and for the perfect christmas song um i think i think have yourself a merry little christmas would be the perfect perfect tune on in the background while you're sipping champagne and uh and biting into a little peach booty here getting those getting that delicious little uh cream filling um where it needs to go your belly so that's that was delightful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank, was, you. thank you. So much. Was, thank you. Thank you. Thank This has been this has been a really fun round. We've we've covered everything. We've <laughs> we have. we've gone from peanut butter and pickles to to vague analangus re- references. It's been great. What? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just talking about wedding cookies. <laughs> All I was talking about. But uh, I so I you know M- M- Mitch Conti. I love the idea of dunking peanut butter in peanut butter. I am a peanut butter fiend, as you are. So that's wonderful. Mitch, that was just, you know, the classiness of uh, the delightful ingredients paired with the the dry champagne at the end. That's great. But the thing is, we together, as as a team, we arrived at the Nutter Butter uh, plus peanut butter and pickle sandwich with chips on it. It was a team effort. So three points all around. That was a, a wonderful holiday experience for me on a personal level. So I thank you both for it. So three points to each of you. Right back at you. Right back and at you. We are we are at uh, number one. And uh, Mitch Brinkman, we covered your number one in the Uber stare down. So Mitch Conti, yep. all that's left for us to do is for you to reveal your number one Christmas cookie. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, if, the, if you've made it this far, you've seen that my theme here is, is store-bought cookies, right? It's consistent cookies. And... Obviously, if cookies are my favorite cookie, then probably the world's best-selling cookie is most likely going to be my favorite cookie. And, well, you probably guessed right. And that's because my number one is none other than another Nabisco favorite, and that's the original Oreo. Now, there's a lot to be said about the Oreo, but I think the main thing is that this is the perfect sandwich cookie, right? If sandwiches are what we're talking about, there is a <laughs> there is a level of greatness that comes from the sandwich Oreo cookie. I think if you want to double stuff, you know, you can make it with the original. Oh, that's that's true. You can make it with the original, right? I think if it you, just takes a little ingenuity, you can always upgrade. You can yeah. always upgrade from the original with the original, right? Another important thing is that basically anybody can eat an Oreo, and that's because it's vegan free. Or uh, <laughs> it's vegan free. No, no vegans were slaughtered in the creation of the Oreo cookie. My patchouli wearing aunt uh, Mary Jean was not killed for the for the process of the Oreo. That, that's great. But I think that is they they no longer use any animal products in their in the making of the Oreo cookie. And for somebody who who has recently given up uh, dairy uh, just within this year, uh, it is hard to be a big lover of cookies. 
um, when you're when you're not trying to eat dairy, um, because all cookies are basically made with dairy products. Um, Wait, when you say you gave up dairy, you still eat butter, right? I, it, I yes, yes. Okay, okay, I thank do. God. I was I'm, like, I'm beginning to feel an extreme sense of guilt that I didn't know you gave up dairy, and then we had you come talk about <laughs> cookies, which you love so much for an hour. Cookies Has are my this favorite. been just a nightmare for you? I, no, I apologize. I, I, <laughs> speaking of getting our chip ahoys, uh, it, it, it is, uh, there is a, a love that I have for all cookies, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think about the Pizzelles. I think about like a, um, you know, butter cookies are probably one of my favorite, like, I'm going to shove a bunch of them into my mouth and turn them into a mush um, kind of cookie. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of cookies that I'd love to talk about, um, so I have no problem. But it, it is something where my my tum tum just doesn't react the same way to a, a you know a, to a lot of dairy, and so I think having the the Oreo kind of make that transition with me, where they stopped using. I think that was in when did they stop using it? Uh, in I think 20. the 1990s is when they started to replace the lard in the cream filling um, with partially uh, hydrogenated vegetable oil. Um, So uh, there there still could be a little cross-contamination, I guess is what they're saying, but ultimately it's 100% vegan. And, um, you know, if I am going to have a glass of milk, which is what my preferred way of eating these cookies was to, of course, have a big old glass of milk with it um, these Mm -hmm. days, it is uh, an oat milk or a coconut milk that I'm I'm using, which doesn't have the same kind of, you know, wow. oomph that a, a you know that a, a a whole a whole milk might have when dunking the Oreos. This finding out you, you don't do dairy anymore, it's like you find out your dad has another family has been <laughs> killing people and roots for the Packers. You're like, I don't know this man anymore. Um, and he might be dangerous. Um, it is so hard to, it, wow! Like we, um, Lucia brought home a, um, a charcuterie box, and just like it was just littered with beautiful cheeses. <laughs> and at that point, you're like, maybe I'll just have you know a few pieces of cheese. <laughs> and then you're on the toilet for two days, and it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, but you che- know, it, Jesus Christ is, is, is correct, my friend. I know. Um, it's, but there's something about the Oreo where it doesn't make that reaction with my tongue tongue, um, yeah. which is why it also has to be my number one is just because I don't get that – because I love cookies, you know? I just yeah. can't eat uh-huh. them the same way anymore. And Wow. It's like you're growing up. Wow. I know. I know. But I would pair it with, uh, uh, you know, a glass of milk. Whatever sure. that might be, whether it's a uh, you know dairy free or or not, you know that's I would say a glass of milk is definitely the preferred way, and you know song choice. It's it might have been said, but I think it's uh, it it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, just oh. it it brings me home. It, you know, Oreos were another fave. Obviously, I had a lot of cookies growing up. You know, got a lot of brothers. <laughs> But I, I had a lot of Oreos, and uh, they still are my favorite to this day. Yeah, wow. so they, they've got they they OG OG do original. You, do do you eat the thins, and also do you do you have do you uh, branch out into the other flavors? So that is the other thing. They're they're in over a hundred countries, and they've got so many varieties, especially in the different demographics that they're served. They're super unique combinations. We won't get into any of them uh, too deeply, but my favorite, if you haven't tried, are definitely the lemon cream filled ones. I oh, think delicious. Those ones are so delicious. good. There is such a lightness to those. Um, I'm not a big fan. I, I mean, if it's the holidays and it's Christmas, I do love like a good chocolate dipped Oreo. Um, and I enjoy the thins, I guess, to a degree, but they, they just don't have the same um, like oomph that I would want just from like an original. Um, yeah. But the, the, if I'm branching out, it's going to be either to like Oh, I guess I'll do a double stuff, you know, or <laughs> or it's or it's gonna be the lemon ones. I think the peppermint ones are also pretty good, but if I'm going peppermint cookie, I just kind of want a, a thin mint. Yeah. Um, Very fair. Yeah, that would be my that would be my votes. I have a couple aunts on my dad's side that make Oreo balls, oh. uh, and I, I, I've been 
not home for Christmas in a long time, so I haven't had them. But they are, I mean, like you you have one and you're like, oh my God, that's that's enough cloying sweetness. But it's like crushed up Oreos, sugar, cream cheese, and some of them like to throw uh, chunks of pretzel in there too. Oh, man. And then dunk it in white chocolate and then sprinkles. It's just one of them, you're like, man, that that first one was good. And you have a second one, you're like, I don't know. And your third one, you're like, I should stop. Ooh. And then the fourth one, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know. Uh, and then the fifth one, you're 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 liking it again. Um, it's like a bad joke. So, but those things, though, my God, uh, just just the yeah, Oreo the balls. most concentrated ball of 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 get at your tumminess. My uh, is, so. my aunt and my my um, cousin. They would um, they would do peanut butter balls. You ever? Oh. And they you do uh, chunky peanut butter mixed with Rice Krispie treats, and you kind of roll them into a ball, and you dunk those into chocolate, and that, and then you freeze them a little bit, and it's just like you can leave oh. them in the freezer. My aunt would give my dad a ba- a Ziploc bag for <laughs> himself to also put in the freezer. So that he can snack on them throughout like all of January. And maybe that's actually now while I'm thinking about it, probably where I picked up my oh, the freezer's my hiding spot. Because I would literally go steal his peanut butter balls. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense actually now that I'm talking about it. Man. Wow. I, I, wow. I love some holiday treats, you know? Oh man. Oof. But an Oreo's just gotta be the top one. You know, you see yeah. a plate of Oreos. You know, the, the, the Oreo, it, it, it's a classic, it's a standard, so it doesn't stand out as, as the Christmas cookie, but also learning what I've learned about you today, Mitch Conti, and what you must be going through, but knowing that you have the comfort of an Oreo cookie still waiting for you at any time at your beck and call to give you that cookie fix, you're, you're going to have two points here for round number one. And that concludes the game. All that's left for me to do is uh, make my list and check it twice. And so uh, you guys have 30 seconds to duet on the Christmas song of your choice while I tabulate the scores. Go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I love those J-I-N-G-L-E belts. <laughs> I, love those I know that song. J-I-N-G-L-E belts. belts. Uh, I love those J-I-N-G-L-E-B-E-L-L belts. I don't. Oh, we're so good at this. That's a great and song. I love that time song. is up. We're not done yet, damn it. Hold on. Let's get this, Mitch. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, receiving a lump of coal as he was a bad little boy with uh, 10 points, if I did the math right, which is, of course, always possibly wrong. Uh, Mitch Bringman scored 10. And uh, with that uh, shiny bag of Oreos <laughs> waiting him in the stocking with 11 points is uh, Mitch Conti. Congratulations. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry oh my Christmas. God, that's two. That's two I've won now. Two for yep. two. Oh my yep. God. You'll be, you're going to be back for the tournament of champions, my friend. <sighs> Wait, I hope. Uh, which which can... actually is an, an idea that I came up with just now and I'm going to make sure we do. <laughs> is, uh, is, is Ken Jennings going to come on? And uh... <laughs> you, you bet your ass he is. <laughs> I'll play against uh-huh. Watson, IBM Watson. <laughs> There, there are. Uh, there's a whole branch at MIT right now trying to come up with the the perfect Uber Cinco formula <laughs> to make sure that man can never beat the computer at Uber Cinco. And it, it'll be hosted this is a by, solvable game. It, it'll be hosted by a hologram Alex Trebek. So, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 too beautiful, soon. beautiful. He filmed it. He filmed it for us. <laughs> oh, all right, well, well, boys, it's 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 time for my 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 fast five. That's all we got to do is my top five, top five last minute gifts to give your wife. And since it's Christmas, I did this in the style of the classic uh, Clement Moore poem, The Night Before Christmas. Here we go. It's the day before Christmas. You hear your wife shout, waking from your hangover. For last night, you were out drinking eggnog and whiskey and lager and stout. She gives you vitamin water and Tylenol for your head and ask you to run out for ingredients for cranberry gingerbread. You stand in the cold waiting for your Uber or Lyft, and then you remember you haven't gotten her a single gift. But one gift won't do. How many, you ask? It surely must be five, the number celebrated by your favorite podcast. For gift number one, you walk through the door of the GNO Tavern, your favorite liquor store. With your libations now firmly in hand, you head to Target as fast as you can. 
The Christmas rush has left their shelves bare, so you quickly snap up the last set of warm winter wear. You search for somewhere else open, but all doors are shut, except for one merchant, Horace's Hardware Hut. You rush through the aisles, grab the first item you see. It's practical and versatile. Surely she'll thank me. As Howard rings up your gift, you can't believe your eyes. They sell another perfect gift. What a surprise. Howard, do you see that cozy, shiny blanket? Well, it's not supposed to be cozy. Shut up, Howard. I'll take it. You have four gifts now, but you need one more. And miracle of miracles, it's an open jewelry store. You choose diamond earrings and fight back a tear as you folk over your entire bonus for the year. Dinner's over. You sit by the tree. Hand her the wine. Here, babe. It's for me. She sees the shape of the bottle and says, I can't wait to share it. Wait a minute, babe. This is rare vintage claret. You know I only drink white wine. I'd leave this on the shelf. It's clear to me you bought this gift for yourself. And the design on this scarf and hat and mittens. Didn't you see it features Carol Baskin and her cool cats and kittens? (laughs) And what about this? Some sort of joker or jape. You didn't actually get me a roll of duct tape. These earrings, they're perfect, flawless and clear. I guess you don't remember you got me the exact same last year. (laughs) And this blanket, you see the silver lining inside? It's for someone with hypothermia. Have you no pride? This is a terrible gift, you useless slouch. But you're going to need it tonight as you sleep on the couch. So you tuck yourself in for your long winter's nap. Fall asleep with your... uh, This stanza doesn't work, but we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) You wake in the middle of the night and Santa's been here. By the tree, there's an Xbox and Air Jordans and beer. You sip your eggnog in your socks and underpants and know tomorrow she'll give you the best gift of them all. She'll give you another chance. So you crawl back under your blanket and turn out the light. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And that's it for this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Mitch Conti, Merry Christmas to you, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. And Mitch Brinkman, Happy holidays and an early happy birthday to you on New Year's Eve. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, Merry Christmas. That's it. End of the show. Good night. Happy holidays to you all. Thanks so much for listening to us this year. We will see you all again in 2020. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. (laughs) 